This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, everybody. I wanted to tell you about a new all-natural deodorant that's out there. It's called Oh My Gaia. Most commercial brands of deodorant contain a variety of harsh chemicals that are detrimental to your health. Sweating is a very natural process for our body to do that helps get rid of toxins and keeps us cool. So you should probably let that perspiration come through. Like a lot of you, I have tried many all-natural deodorants and all-natural products and had a lot of lackluster experiences. After trying Oh My Gaia, I had my doubts until I was at the airport, flight was delayed, subway was delayed, line was shut down, ride didn't show up, and it took me 12 hours to get to my destination. And when I got there, I didn't stink. I still smelled like Egyptian musk, the scent I chose from Oh My Gaia. Go out to the website, ohmygaia.com, that's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com, and use the promo code PERIPHERAL, P-E-R-I-P-H-E-R-A-L. They also carry beard oil and fragrance oils, so check it out, ohmygaia.com, and use the code PERIPHERAL to get 15% off today. Welcome back to the Peripheral. Some of you might have noticed that I have ads now. I hope that doesn't offend anybody. I promise you I will keep them at the beginning of the episode or the end and never in the middle of an interview. Most of us still have this idea that we need to grow up, find somebody, get married, have kids, and live happily ever after. My guest tonight has a different way of going about things. I wanted something a little bit more lighthearted after uh, several of the more heavier topics we've covered. My guest questions the concept of monogamy and has chosen to live her life in a non-monogamous way. Hi, my name is Josie, and I live in the Pacific Northwest. Yay! Uh, we talked previously on IM, and you had a interesting, not even story, but just interesting lifestyle. So uh, well, we'll just get into it. Like, what is your current dating situation or love life look like? Well, 
I guess it's not traditional in the sense that I'm non-monogamous. I enjoy intimate, long relationships, but just not with one person. At any given point, do you have multiple partners or? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. it, it Currently, partners cross over. There has been times where I'm seeing one person and there's been times that I've seen up to three people at one time mm -hmm. and just didn't want to not see any of them to start with another person, if that makes sense. Do all of them know, like when you're dating somebody, they know that you have another person? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that the key to making my life work and my relationships work is 100% transparency mm -hmm. and open, honest, non-hurtful. If a gentleman decides that it's too much for him or he doesn't want to get involved with me because of that, he has the option. So this is a upfront conversation you have with anyone that you might be starting a relationship with. Pretty quickly in, I think it's always the best to, to let them know where you stand. It seems like inevitably that your the person will say, so what are you looking for? Or you like, why are you single? Or, and I say, well, I'm actually not really single, but I'm not in a relationship. It becomes a long conversation, really, to explain it properly. Yeah. What type of reactions have you received from telling people this? They've been mixed. For the, for the most part, it's met with more negativity than people being positive about it. But ironically, one guy that I've been seeing for years initially had took issue with it. And now he wishes that everyone was like this. Mm -hmm. It's just much easier. Yeah. In the beginning with him, you were dating and you were seeing other people, but he was more of the monogamous mindset. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had been seeing him casually, but it, you know, things were going well and I had met someone else. I was going to go visit this other person out of town and so gentleman A, we'll call him, yeah. was curious about where I would be for the weekend. And I told him the truth that I was going away with someone else. And we weren't at the point that we had discussed being exclusive. But then at that point, it enabled me to say, it doesn't change anything between him and I, mm. that I was literally just taking weekend away. It wouldn't have mattered if I was going away with girlfriends, going away by myself. I was busy for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And as time went on and he realized that our relationship didn't change, he's a busy person just like I am, it made a little bit more sense to him. How long did it take him to come around? I would say probably about three months, maybe. Yeah. And I think, I think in part that when we were free and still spent time together, our relationship was just as good as it always was. I didn't want to put any restrictions on him for meeting someone else or, or, you know, feel like I couldn't meet someone else. It just naturally, I kept seeing him and kept seeing the other person and everything worked out. Yeah. Now, did he immediately start seeing other people or he just understood that it was okay to do that. I think he was comfortable talking about it maybe 
three or four months later, he had told me about a, a terrible date that he had been on. And, and it was a funny story and we laughed about it. And, and that made, and he, him realizing that I wasn't jealous, that I wasn't, you know, digging in with questions, it made him comfortable. And so, you know, when he has had successful dates and he is seeing somebody else, it doesn't seem weird for him to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy tonight. I'm going to be with so-and-so. It it just made it a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Have you ever just been monogamous, like with the intent of being exclusive? Yes. Yes. Uh, I've been married twice, actually. And with every intention of staying with my husband forever. And with my first marriage, I think I married too young and we just grew apart. And the second marriage, it felt a little bit stifling. It felt a little bit, it got super boring and we grew apart in it in a not healthy way. Um, I didn't cheat on him. I don't know if he cheated on me, but at that point I knew that I wasn't going to attempt this again. You gave it a shot twice. I mean, that's more than Yeah, <laughs> and ironically, it was like seven years each. I don't know if it became like a seven-year itch thing or <laughs> it just it just seemed to run its course. With that, uh, how, how long were you single between the two marriages? The first one, not long at all. And now, finishing the second, it's been 10 years. And I've attempted relationships and casual with maybe the other person wanting it to be more serious, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to settle down. I'm a social person. I'm busy in business. I meet a lot of people and I meet a lot of interesting people. And A is very different than B and B very different than C. And I just didn't feel like I wanted to have to tie myself down to one person when there's you know, so many great people out there to meet that bring different things to the table. Yeah. I love the way you phrased it. Essentially. It's most people are like, I don't want to feel trapped and I don't want to feel caged and blah, blah, blah. But you didn't say that. You said there's so many, so many interesting things out there that I want to. But that, I mean, that's just it. When you think about, there's a side of you that say loves to read books and, you know, watch movies and, quiet things. You find a partner that enjoys those things with you. And another partner likes to go camping and hiking and sightseeing and just different types of things. And that, that doesn't always fit with one partner. We can't all have all the same interests. And I've been fortunate that I have great relationships with two very different types of people Mm -hmm. and they're both sides of me. Because, I mean, we all pigeonhole ourselves. Uh, exactly. You know, it's like long walks on the beach. I mean, And, and by the same token, if, if a guy, if there's no way I'm going to go skydiving or if there's no way I'm going to, you know, interested in a different activity, but he finds someone that is, go for it. You know, that's, I mean, that's the great thing about different people and different tastes that I wouldn't want someone to feel that they settled in any way with me any more than I'd want to settle, you know, any way with someone else everybody should be able to do all the things they want to do. I mean, not even really in a hedonistic way. It's not about, it's really not about having different sexual partners or, you know, it's not just about that. It could be anything. 
any interest. You, you mean it's not just this endless sex orgy all the time? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not a big orgy. No, and and it's not about adding more partners. That's definitely not what I'm looking for. I haven't met anybody great in the past year, really, but I am open to it. Have you been going on dates actively for the last year? Yeah, I've been on I've been on a bunch and they've been pretty terrible. So <laughs> But I think the difference is I don't get discouraged because I know there's really great people out there. I just haven't met them yet. Yeah. I, I have several friends that are single and I, I hate to admit, but I love hearing about their horrible dating <laughs> stories. I'm one of those friends that's like, oh, what happened this time? You know Yeah, I've got some some really bad date stories. <laughs> And the fact that you do have two partners puts a lot less pressure on you when you do go out on a date with somebody new. You don't have to feel desperate like, oh, I got to meet somebody. It's like, "Ah, I got good things going back at home, too. So I don't need to. That's true. (laughs) And that is true. And and in a way, it does make me a bit more picky now. Um, I've got two great men that are successful and bright and funny and compassionate. And, you know, it takes a lot to take me away from those two, you know, if there, it'd have to be pretty great for me to want to spend time with someone else, but you know, I'm open to it. I meet a lot of people and, you know, I, I think it would be nice if there was a third person you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'm, as I said, I'm not looking, but if I met someone else that, you know, fit these criteria, I would be I'd be happy to go. I don't know how you have the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, just even with two, I, I don't, you know, I know you have a busy schedule and you have your own career and your own life, but you do have to put time into these relationships regardless of how, you know, I mean, one person's in one state, another person is here and there, but you still have to dedicate time. So I'm like, I don't think I could juggle that many people myself. <laughs> well, I think also, though, I mean, these are these are years long. And so if there is a particularly busy time, a month can go by and, oh, we haven't gotten together and, you know, we will make time. But it isn't unusual to have you know, weeks where I don't see either one of them. That's mm-hmm. not unusual. Yeah. And, and then there is definitely downtime where, you know, we can spend three nights together you know, or see each other, you know, a couple times a week for a month. It just depends on what's going on with, with everyone else. If, if I'm busy with work or with something I have to take care of, I'm comfortable knowing that I'm not going to get shit from either one of them for doing what I have to do. There is a certain amount of like respect and understanding and trust that when we have time, we'll make it work. What about jealousy? I mean, a lot of people don't like it though. And I think, I think it's because they're scared of it. I think that a lot of people tend to be jealous and that's something that I, I don't think I was always this way when I was younger. I know that I was jealous in relationships. A long time ago, a man put it to me in a way that that just made sense. He, you know, just because someone didn't like him didn't mean there was anything wrong with him. He's a perfectly great person. Just he wasn't someone's cup of tea. And I realized that in myself, like I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but there's nothing wrong with me if I'm not yours. And it, it just lightened it a bit for me and made me realize that 
jealousy is fruitless. I was right there with you when I was in high school and uh, even right out of high school. I could tell that I was a jealous person. Uh, I would keep tabs on my girlfriend. <sighs> you know, it, not not yeah. not stalkery, but just where are you at and what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and I I don't know how much stock anyone puts into horoscopes, but I'm a Scorpio also. So <laughs> that makes, you know, people be like, oh, you're a cold-hearted, jealous person who... Or, right, right. And, um, yeah, well, I'm a Leo. Yeah. So I already <laughs> think I'm the queen of the world. So <laughs> it took me literally being with, uh, dating somebody who pretty much she would never refer to me as her boyfriend. Even when asked to her face, is this your boyfriend? She'd say no. Then she would date other guys and was just, that would just happen in front of me. And I remember one night I went to her house to hang out with her and she wasn't there, but one of her other guys was. Mm. We ended up just sitting down and playing cards and drinking together. <laughs> And it was fine. And at that point, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not mad about this anymore. Uh, and then it took like just seeing my sister dating like just one bad boyfriend after another and how stalkery they were to me realize yeah. I never want to be that guy. And Yeah. I mean, I see it all the time now of, especially with social media, when you can, you know, see if someone's online, you can see who they follow when all these things. And I, I definitely have girlfriends that, that become a little freaky, you know, trying to track down their boyfriends and see what they're doing and see where they were. And I just, I want no part of that. I want no part of anyone doing that to me. If I sense that a man is jealous, that's the first and only flag I need to get out that's something I will not tolerate. And I, in return, I certainly won't dish it out to anyone. I'm lucky that you know, my wife and I have an agreement. Like we just, we don't even have an agreement. We just don't snoop on each other's business. And yeah. It's, that's really healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's really healthy and you probably have a better relationship for it. But also it's like, I figure I have no problem. Like, I don't know where it comes from that we want to hide things. It's, if you just start dating someone and it's going well for, let's say, three, four, five dates, but you're still seeing, you know, you met someone else in the meantime and you're seeing them, you're in no position in either way to be committed to either one of these new people. I don't see why it's such a weird thing for people to admit that they're interested in more than one person at a time. It, I mean, life doesn't work so cut and dry that it's only one person, then the next, then the next. Sometimes we meet a group of people in, you know, a set period of time and more than one could be interesting. I mean, it's sort of the, the old thing and I, I'm not trying to, you know, outside of sexual harassment and men that are just, you know, garbage, but <laughs> you know, men we're, we're sort of hardwired and we're always looking at other women always. That's just a right. thing. Uh, and I'm, I would be kidding myself if I didn't think women weren't always looking also. They just don't talk about it as much. <laughs> yeah, it, it's different. I think women can be just as bad or bad, if that's the term, yeah. as men. But, um, you know, again, it's it's not always about looking for the next sexual partner. It's someone is, I could find 
be attracted to someone that's very witty, that likes the same books that I do, that likes the same music I do. And we start talking and I realize it would be great to spend more time with this person. And, and I do, I don't want to be told I can't or feel I can't because I've already established a relationship with someone else. Yeah. Do you consider yourself poly and, or do your partners? Partake? No, no. I, I don't. I think non-monogamous really, really paints the proper picture because I'm, if I'm understanding it correctly, isn't poly when there's like a relationship and the one person they step out of the relationship, like there's a base relationship. There's so many different shades and spectrums to polyamory that uh, you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it yeah. seems that. First of all, I hate having a label, anyways. But I don't have a home-based relationship or a main relationship, main boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's just me being a woman spending time with who I want to spend time with. I've been lucky in the fact that two men I've been seeing for years each. If I were to meet someone else and it was short-lived, you know, maybe that was supposed to be short-lived, but neither one of them have anything to do with the other. They're not friends. They don't interact. Nope. Nope. (laughs) They live in different states. Yeah. Um, And I'm assuming neither one of them is, would identify with the poly culture either. They're just no, I think they're single men. And obviously one of them at least goes out on other dates because you said that he told you about it. But Yes, yes. Um, yeah, he one is quite social and one is quite the homebody. <laughs> and the the one that's quite social, he dates a lot, actually. And I think like anything else, I mean, more times than not, they aren't great dates. But every once in a while, he meet someone that he will spend more time with than others. Yeah. Actually, one of the guys that, that I've been seeing, the, the lesser of the time, he had tried to get into a relationship with one girl. And um, I don't think it lasted six months. And he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. And he was miserable. And I said, okay, I'll see you when, you know. And then the second he was single, he drove over for the weekend. So he tried (laughs) and it just didn't work. I I don't have much of a great uh, opinion or advice on it being that I've been married over a decade. um, (laughs) I I never, I don't hear about successful dating stories from people that are finding others on dating apps. I always hear about success when you are just at a friend's party or at some corporate event or even a funeral and you <laughs> run into somebody organically and one thing leads to I, another. <laughs> yeah, I met, I actually did meet both of these men on Tinder. So oh. I, and I believe me, I know I got lucky yeah. because overwhelmingly Tinder is garbage, mm. but I got really lucky. Um, and I, I remember when we talked before, I was trying to put that into words. Like, does the intent of trying to meet somebody put undue pressure and ruin the interaction? Uh, I think that I think it's so, so hard because people are so disposable. It, if the, this conversation doesn't go well, boop, there's 10 right behind it. So I think, yeah, it totally does. And and I, I 
completely acknowledge I got lucky with these two because overwhelmingly, I don't even get to the first date talking to guys on Tinder. The whole thing goes south in the texting part of it. And I can tell there's no way I'm going to go out with this person. So yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard. I think it's so much nicer when you can meet people organically, but with most people's schedules, you know, sometimes that's impossible. There's a whole litany of reasons why this would go south during the texting process, but I'm I'm assuming that at some point when you say I'm open and I'm not looking for, you know, you to be the exclusive one, I'm sure that's probably number one reason why a lot of the guys stop talking or Yeah. They'll say so you just, I mean, to be frank, they'll just say, oh, so you just fuck everybody. You know, they'll say something like that and it'll, it'll turn south super quick that they, guys can be pretty terrible mm-hmm. if, if I'm honest with them. Immediately at that point, you know that there's, there's getting no further. If, if a guy, if it gets to the first date and we're out, you know, having drinks or dinner and it comes up in conversation, more often than not, that you can visibly see them change. They either decide that they're going to be the one to change my mind and make me want to be monogamous or instantly they think I'm a whore. So there's very little in between there. You know, they'll, they'll dive all in and think that they'll change my mind and I'll want to be exclusive with them or they'll have nothing to do with me. Oh, it's not so black and white, but they want to make it that way. (laughs) Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I'm sure there's a lot of great people that if they just let a relationship happen and just see how it goes, I don't think I could get to know somebody that well in a short amount of time. I know it works for some people, but it takes a long time to get to know me and for me to get to know people. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't make that type of decision after six dates. You know, I just wish that more people would be open to just let's see how it goes. Like if it's not broken, why fix it? And if it's, if we're still having fun, let's still keep having fun. But in six states, most people either want to know if you're ready to get married or. (laughs) No, that's so true. And that's so true. And that's something that makes me cringe. It just, I, I think that it's far too soon to make a decision about something so serious. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens, of course, like, oh, it was love at first sight and we knew and, you know, we've been together ever since. But, you know, getting to know like the all the idiosyncrasies and, you know, it just I don't think it's possible. I think we we all need to slow down and take a step back. I mean, I feel like we spend more time picking out our next cell phone than we do buying a a house (laughs) or taking out a student loan. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And I like the time getting to know someone. I think that's a great time in any relationship, a friendship or a romantic relationship, just Mm -hmm. finding out about each other and not being in a rush. I think that is really the best part. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing is you're figuring somebody else out. You're, you're finding your common interests. You're, you know, I guess sometimes they call it like new relationship energy, but you know, sometimes it's just getting to know somebody that you really gel with. Yes. But one nice thing is over the years, I still feel that way about these two 
separate men. It's since we do not settle into, you know, commitment and living together and the day to day and the bad moods and the bad day at work or whatever, I'm always really excited to see them. And they seem really excited to see me. And the time is always well spent. It's not it doesn't become mundane. It still has a nice feel of excitement to it. You know, five years later, three years later, Mm -hmm. they still feel very, very fresh because we didn't settle into that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, um, I mean, there's, there's something to be said from going through the good times and the bad times, but sure. Everything does come to a place where you start feeling routine and you start taking each other's time for granted and not appreciating it. Yeah. I think it takes a a lot of work to not let that happen. And I haven't found the right person that I want to do that work for. Mm -hmm. I'm raising kids. I have a busy schedule six days out of seven. And the time that I do have free, I want to spend it wisely. Mm Now, I don't know how old your kids are, but do they know that you have multiple partners? My kids are older at this point. The the youngest is a teenager. They know that uh, to, to a degree, um, they know that I'm not in a relationship. They know that I've seen the same two people for years. Uh, I don't bring anybody home. So that that's something that I was pretty adamant about always. The fact that they're older, they do know that I will go away for the weekend with someone and they they know the name. My kids do not need to be in my relationships whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so um, n- neither one of these guys is any sort of father figure or oh, interacting no, with no, them. No, so no, 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 that's another thing that I'm oh, adamantly against of when people bring in new relationships to their kids, I never did it, never would. Um, they have a father and he's a good dad and they don't need any more. They don't need any confusion. They didn't need that when they were younger. And I never introduced them to anyone that I was just seeing, you know, casually ever. I, you're like the most responsible non-monogamous person I've ever <laughs> talked to. <laughs> no, I have so many friends that after, you know, a couple months of dating, they're blending families and moving in and eight times out of 10, it doesn't work out. And those kids have, you know, the kids have to deal with the mess. And that was something that I knew immediately that I would never do. And I didn't want my kids to see that. And didn't, I didn't want any part of it. I didn't want my relationship to be, it was an adult relationship. It's not a family relationship. It was my relationship, not theirs. Mm -hmm. Does your family, I mean, not that you have like a a lifestyle, but does your family ever get on you? Like, when are you going to get married? Or do they know that? Like, what do they think? (laughs) They know now that they're, they're, they're completely fine with it. I think you know, my mom, of course, like, don't you want to settle down? I was like, no, I've tried that. And, and I just say, no, I'm happy with the way things are. And no, I'm good the way I am. And my mom knows that, you know, I am seeing a couple people and that they've been around for years. And she says, I think she finally just realized that I'm happy. And so she left it alone. Um, 
my siblings are completely fine with it. Uh, one in particular thinks that I'm much smarter for it because <laughs> uh, they're not in a great marriage right now. So, yeah, it, it's mostly it's mostly strangers who don't understand. It's mostly strangers who judge. I think if you saw my life and knew my schedule and and just looked at the things that I get to do and the the quality time I get to spend with people, it, it's like my life is nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't suffer any backlash from your family because that usually seems to be the case. That happens yes. more often than not. <laughs> you know, no, I have a great family. I have a really uh, a great family, small but really supportive. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, showing up at, you know, but not that you mix families, but, you know, you show up at Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday <laughs> it is. And, you know, and they're like, so what are you doing now? Who are you with now? And just, I, you <laughs> yeah, know, that just... crazy uncle would be like, which one is this? Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> but it is nice. You know, if I, if let's say, actually, I, we don't have family things and, Christmases are spent, you know, just with family. But if I had a wedding to go to, a concert to go to, you know, I could choose either one of them to go with me. You know, it's nice that I would have a a respectable date if I needed one, but otherwise I'm fine. So you're making this sound like all fluffy and perfect, but do you (laughs) do you have stressful times? Do you have challenging situations? With these two, I don't. As I said, I I feel very lucky. Uh, But yes, if I had started to, if seeing someone new, if I did like them, spent time with them, you know, however much time goes by and they just can't wrap their head around it. And they, if they don't want to continue with me, that sucks. And that's something that I've definitely had to contend with in the past. And you can't convince somebody to just do something they innately don't get. Mm-hmm. And so that can be hard. And that is, you know, that can not make me question it, but know that the way I am can be problematic for some people. Mm-hmm. What would you want people to know about you or your choices in life, I guess? I think that generally, People who will go as far as to label themselves non-monogamous have a certain amount of pride in being open and honest with other people, that there is a certain amount of integrity in hoping you can trust someone enough to realize they're not trying to hurt you, that they, that they want to be honest with you, that they, they want to spend time with you and have it be meaningful even though it's not exclusive, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. (laughs) I just think it would be a nicer place if we got rid of some jealousy, got rid of trying to hang on to people too tight. If we allowed people to be honest about, you know, feelings or even attraction, it would just be, it would be a much nicer world to be in. It it sounds like something to, celebrate, not something to judge if you are able to love more than one person. I think that that's very, very true. It, I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing and it is, it, it's like more love is, is good. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that we're supposed to be 
monogamous? No. Uh, you know, I have a bunch of friends who are married. And honestly, I would say two of them have a great marriage. Mm-hmm. The rest don't. They argue. They're they're distant. They're, they complain. They spend a lot of time apart. And it's so rare to find a couple that are still crazy about each other, you know, a decade later and decade and longer. And I think that times are changing that we don't necessarily have to follow the get married before we have kids anymore. And I don't think so. I think it's, I think as long as people are kind and they're honest and open, it would be a lot happier if people were a little less attached to the old, the old ways of doing things. It would take me too long to, to find the right person if I did. And what would I do if, you know, I don't want to give up either one of these guys. They're great. Yeah. I, when I first got married, I, the idea that I, you know, that this will be it and I'll be happy forever and we'll grow up together. And it's just, fuck, I just couldn't do it. And you know, you picked a great person. You're happy, but it's like, if you got to do your whole life over again with knowledge, I guarantee most people wouldn't get married again. Mm-hmm. I think in, in hindsight, people would think I have alternatives. I could have done yes. better. I could have, you know, it's that FOMO is the current version of fear of missing out, <laughs> but it's, it's better to regret something you have done than to regret something you haven't done. hundred percent. And you know, my, my kids have, uh, I had a, I had a kid with each husband and I, I thought it was so important that, you know, oh, I should be married, but I have kids and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it doesn't make a difference. They have a great dad. You know, it's like, I'm a great mom. It, it, I, I did no need to do this. My my last divorce was so fucking expensive. And I, I, I would never let the government get involved in my relationship again. Never. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other can of worms that I'm like, why does the government have to have any say-so Oh, it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You're good. It was fun. Thank you. We'll talk again. Okay, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.